Welcome, everyone, <laughs> into the Great Wide Opens. Uh, I'm sure Pat had a nice intro lined up there, but you kind of dropped the ball. He was all nervous about this show, you know, handing the reins to to Brad Leitner and myself. Uh, we still got the Ginger Ninja, uh, you know, behind the, behind the keyboard, making sure everything uh, works well. But, uh, you know, Pat was going to hop on and say hi to everyone, but we're going to we're going to roll along without him, eh, Brad? We are. Hello, Bass Galaxy. It's great to be back and looking forward to a great show tonight. But I'm impressed with your backdrop. You got usually you're like podcasting from, you know, a, a upright phone in a car or a bar parking lot or wherever else you've come come at us live. But you got it set up. It looks like it looks a little familiar back there. Yeah, I'm uh, rooming with a good buddy of mine, and he has this nice studio, so I'm taking advantage of it. And it's a big show tonight. It has to be everything perfect. Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm sure Pat's real thrilled that uh, that his live feed isn't coming through. Oh, he'll be back, I'm sure. Yeah, he's probably punching holes in his drywall right now. (laughs) He he, He could be going to Wendy's to get a Frosty. (laughs) <laughs> peppermint twist yeah yeah he ain't scared of those things um well we'll probably just keep rocking you know without him we're gonna bring on uh ben Milliken right away here um you know it, i don't know if everyone's been following along with stray cast and and have caught brad, brad segment on into the great wide opens but we're kind of pulling the curtains back on this thing a little bit uh you know the the opens is getting a lot of attention lately uh, obviously some big names coming through and it's, it's kind of getting the reputation of the gauntlet and, you know, kind of the, the grinder series. So, uh, there's, there's lots of good stories and, you know, there's lots of folks in these things that you may or may not have heard of. And, uh, Brad and I are doing all nine and we're going to delve in eh, boss. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a great opportunity. This show, what I love about it is, you know, you do good in an open and you're probably going to get a call from one of us to get some recognition and get your name out there. And not only if you're a big name, it doesn't matter what your name is. And we're we're going to dig into every little grimy detail of travel, uh, what's going on on the opens, and just have fun with it too. Tell stories. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stories. We're traveling together and you know, I already got a couple from you last year already, so should be good. Yeah, yeah, bud, it's going to be good. Um, you know, Brad and I are not uh, not total rooks to the to the bass game, so we know you know what to what to watch for, what we like about it, and we're you know we're old enough. We got some some gray whiskers and uh, <laughs> lots of grays too. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be your standard podcast where, you know, someone comes on and we ask them what their favorite color spinner bait is or, or anything like that. So no, we we're going to stay so far away from that. It's crazy. It's all about the story here. Funny stories, great stories. I mean, people helping out guys and just keeping it real here. Yeah, bud. Well, we'll give Pat a minute to, uh, to get his gear together. Um, did, did I tell you? Did I tell you what happened today? No, I so, got that. Okay, so me, my buddy fighter, the craw man, and Kyle, we go out crow hunting, and it's like negative eight, right? I mean, it's so cold, 
I just uh, heard from Seth a little while ago. He got a little bit of frostbite on So Jason Crows is so cold. Crows like like rabies? We got some, yeah, we got some crows, though. So it was all good. Yeah. That's a pretty greasy critter to be hunting, isn't it? Like, there's not, it's not like a nice green head mallard. Like, that's a dirty old diaper heater coming down in the, <laughs> you them or like you just put out your old, your garbage from the night before. How does that work? Uh, we had a guy that has a surprisingly amount of crow decoys and we went with him. He had it all set up and it was really my first time. I think everyone's first time, but his. And it was actually pretty fun. I mean, you don't really want to touch them or anything, but, you know, we can't really hunt anything in Minnesota right now. So anytime we can fire a shotgun, we're in. Yeah. Okay. Got a, got a crow hunt under the belt. Now that I know that's a thing, it's uh, going to have to be on the radar. Um, well, before we get Milliken on here, I don't know if he's just waiting in the weeds or how this works. Jim just got him. Jim just got him chained, chained up somewhere. Um, well, we need, yeah. Do you remember the pickup line Pat had to get everything going or I should have wrote that down probably. <laughs> no, I don't have anything like that, bud. Um, let's, uh, let's get to know you a little bit, bud. Um, you know, I saw you sit through the great wide opens. I, I know you a little bit. I met you out ice fishing room with you at one of the opens. Uh, still don't really know you all that well. Uh, may as well put a little background together here before we get rolling. Uh, yeah, a little bit about me. I started tournament angling probably 20 plus years ago. Cut my teeth on Lake Minnetonka with Austin Felix, South, uh, Josh Douglas, to name a few that have gone on. I mean, Jim Moyna. Yeah, yeah, keep uh, me in, bud. <laughs> we had a lot of a lot of competition on a, you know, a great body of water, and it really brought out the best in all of us. And you know, in the last couple of years, I've been real successful in classic bass, and you know, the Sturgeon Bay Open. You've been out to that, and my kids are growing up and getting old enough now where travel is okay, and I actually. We sold our business, so I don't have a job. So now I just fish. <laughs> so this year I'm chasing, doing all nine. I'm going to work my tail off and hopefully at the end of the season fishing in the elites. Uh, you're in a different boat than me, bud. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> Pat. You're Okay. What's up, Pat? Can you hear me? Now I yeah. can. You finally tightened your leg. You were all nervous I'm about this. You were nervous about no, you know, no, no. Torch to run with, and this is your whole uh, this is your whole career on the line. You could at least tighten your drag and get yeah. it, you know. No, I use clip. my thumb. I never use <laughs> my drag. I always use my thumb. Um, for the record, this was just a montage of uh, chaos that just yeah, happened. Yeah, well, I am not taking responsibility for any of this. It's all Brad. Can you guys hear me? Uh, in and out. Hey, what's up? Yeah. What's up, Jamie? How are you? Oh, not bad. I was just uh, doing a little improv while we waited for you to uh, to show back up here. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm here. Uh, and what this is, I'm sure you guys 
guys have already uh, uh, galaxy. This is not stray cast. This is into the great wide opens and uh, the whole can of whoop ass on the Bass Galaxy with what's going on in the opens. Correct. 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 Okay. So a little bit of, of uh, Jamie talk, talking about how Brad had this segment on some previous straight and and, uh, and now Jamie's in here to uh, uh, to hold the reins with Brad and, and Stray Cast. We're very excited about it. And uh, I am looking forward to you uh, and watching your progression throughout the season, not only on this show, in the Bassmaster Opens this year. I mean, the uh, as Jamie Bruce refers to it as but hey before we bring benny milliken on and you i get the hell out of here again uh let's take care of a little business what do you say let's do it pat all right you ready okay okay here's the deal uh first off uh, we're eskimo uh brothers with a few partners right guys correct i mean oh. yes <laughs> yeah yeah we we should share some, Brad, some mutual partners. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh that's power pole and uh thank you power pole for stepping it up for this uh half a spot official if you haven't downloaded the app please do so waterland here on the straight cast crazy train uh hey the good old kvd line in place right here i know you both have a fondness in your heart for omnia Got it right here. I, I see your heart pitter pattering. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I see good. it. Hey, and Jamie, you sell the smeltinators. You heltinators over there. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they do. No, real bad audio. The, the comments are flying through. Um, you got anything else to say, or can you just beat it? Oh, the audio's not going through? Yeah, yeah. I figured I'd give you a fair warning in case it said something real sharp and maybe they, they missed out on it. Oh, shoot. I'm things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. Okay. Hey, I'm turning. It's all on you guys. God bless you. Bass Galaxy, peace. I'm out. Well, thanks, Pat, for firing in the first few fouls. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you Pat nailed I uh I was thinking earlier, I was like, man, that's uh that's big a pat to you know, this is uh this is really his baby that you know, the straight cash show and now into the great wide opens. Um and he pretty much just handed us the ball to run. I mean, maybe he wasn't thinking about it a whole hell of a lot at the time, but we're running with it. That's uh that's a, a big responsibility for us. I mean, this is uh this is a big thing that they built over the years and um well, now the pressure's off a little bit, Brad. Oh, cool? yeah. I, I'm feeling a lot better now that Pat's gone. And I think we got to start out with the – I mean, I'm going to mess this up, but we're going to do the 10-cup whiskey word of the night also, Saturday night. So every time we say this word, you can take a drink, a 10-cup, drink a Coke, water, whatever you want. Obviously, drink responsible. But what's the word going to be tonight, Brucey? I don't know. I didn't even know we were doing this. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to do this. 
Let's do. Oh, that's lame. Or uh, should we have Milliken do it? Just do the. Yeah, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> let's get him in here. Yeah, how let's do we get Milliken here? Uh, yeah. We're gonna go to commercial break, and then we'll bring him in. Cool. All right. Okay, let's do it. Plenty of sunshine. Come on, man, let's roll. What the? To catch the fish, you need to be one with the fish. With PowerPole shallow water anchors, you'll get the ultimate in precision, power, and control so you can catch more fish. No face paint or phony fins necessary. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. What's up, guys? How we doing? Freezing our butt off. How are you? Same. A little bit warmer, but about the same. Nice. You're ice fishing, hey? I am, in fact, ice fishing, Jamie. I uh, coming up to your, your country where you said that you can catch them on a GoPro or a stick or a turtle. Uh, and unfortunately, I took the driving route when I was uh, heading out Alaska, where I went back and spent some time with family over the yeah, winter season. So, so I still want to get up there, though. That's pretty hardcore, bud. You got a you got a big series coming up on the opens, and uh, you're ice fishing. You're making video content. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, but damn, you were just catching bass last week. Yeah, man, big bass. Down in uh, Texas, in the Texas uh, area, man, that's been every that's been my channel since I started. Uh, um, is is just kind of exploring, it. and so uh, I wanted to kind of have one more trip to kind of clear my brain, switch gears a little bit, get back to my roots a little bit, um, kind of gain some perspective mentally. But once I hop up in the opens, the uh, the mental side of thing is is going to be the most challenging thing for me step number one yeah bud we're gonna dive we're gonna dive pretty good and deep into that um man you've been like the the probably the most popular podcast guest the last few months um can't think of anyone that's been on more than you so we're not uh you know no, we're not gonna pester you with uh how'd you start fishing and, and all that garbage we're uh we just kind of want to sit around and, and shoot the breeze a little bit and, you know, arm, armchair quarterback this thing a little bit. We're all doing all nines, as everyone knows, watching it, watching. Um, you know, you made that announcement a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, until the puck drops in the first one, we've uh, we've all got the right to speculate a little bit. No one's been stepped on yet. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting, getting into that with you. And, and I just had you on the – on my podcast, a, a, you know, a couple months ago. So uh, good, to, good to be sitting across from you again. 
Yeah, man, I, I love hopping on the podcast. That's like like you said, I have been lately, but um, I, I'm I'm always down to do them because it, it's I'm just just a fit. A lot of people see me as like some some type of content YouTube creator celebrity type, and I am. I, I'm just the guy that wants to sit down, have a beer, and talk fishing with anyone and everyone for me to hop on. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, bud. Yeah. Uh, your audio is a little bit sparse right now. Uh, hopefully, Ginge is, is working on that right now. We're getting cyberbullied pretty bad in the comments right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know after I had you on my podcast, my you know my things were going up. No uh, no hate mail or anything, but definitely some heavy cyberbullying. Um, yeah, we're getting chirped. Oh, Ginge, we're getting like, chirped a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not used to being live ever like – Having this this side deal is a whole new dynamic. Um, it's different. Bill McDonald's saving us, though. He's, Thanks, uh, Bill. Yeah, he's keeping them at bay. He knows the deal. <laughs> is, is my is my audio bad? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, it's doing. Let me let me kill the wife. Yep, let me kill the Wi-Fi. What do you think, Brad? It might be his location. He's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, too. That's not helping. Dan, you're taking a lot of flack for this. Uh, you're all cyberbullied. You're, you're no <laughs> I think it couldn't get started off better. This is kind of like the opens in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I think it's no. his location. This reminds me of a shotgun start in 1996 where the first three boats ended up in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there he's doing something. Oh yeah, this guy knows how to tinker on wires and computers, and he'll he'll dial her in. Huh? Well, I think he's getting it. Well, we could just answer questions for Ben and make up answers, maybe. Yeah, I could be Ben, and you yeah. could ask I, me interesting questions. Yeah, I think that would be fair. All right, shoot. I'll take one. What's your derby, derb, derb history, Ben? Uh, Where did you get started? Well, I started fishing the Nebraska Ditch Series in 93. Um, you know, my my it's deep-rooted in my family. I really got into that, got on a real heavy shopping cart program, uh, you know, where we'd go up the ditch and flip shopping carts. Nice. And, you know, one day I was bagging groceries at uh, at the no frills down the street and and, you know, flipping shop carts and, and evening derbies. And one day I was like, I need something more. So I started bringing uh, a Sony Handycam, like a big one over yeah, your shoulder. Big sucker. Yeah, yeah I got it. I electrical tape that to my shoulder. Uh, and then this thing, you know, called YouTube came knocking around and I had this big handy cam taped to my shoulder flipping shopping carts in the ditch in nebraska and she all blew up and then uh i moved to texas and now i'm in the bassmaster opens well, that's a great story ben <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this for too long we'll uh we'll let them get his stuff together um, okay so brucey tell me a little bit more about you i mean this is your first year doing all nine and expectations uh What's going on with you? 
Cool, bud. Good. I like that. Everyone likes to talk about themselves, especially anglers. Yeah. Um, so my deal is, as you know, because I roomed with you for one of the tournaments last year, yeah. um, I had to sign up for all three Southerns last year. You know, like a couple hundred, couple hundred other people, I got uh, I got waitlisted for the Southerns. Those seemed to be the the real flavor that everyone wanted, and uh, you know, I was obviously super bummed out, but. Yeah, uh, I had never done an open, never done, you know, any kind of U.S. tournament before. I'm from Canada, fish tournaments up here, uh, you know, heavy into it, obviously. But uh, yeah, so I, I didn't get into the Florida one. And then I was like, well, I still want to go. Like, you know, I still lined everything up. I was like, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't have any kids yet. I don't know when that's coming. So I was yeah. like, I still want to go and fish in a tournament where Brandon Palinuk's going to be there and whatever. So yeah. Uh, I kept my my deposits in on the waiting list and got in there. Uh, I got into Cherokee like two weeks before the Derby went down. You had a room for me and yeah. got lucky that, uh, you know, the lake really set up to how we fish small malls up here. And it worked out well and got third there. So I was like, okay, that was you know, obviously super lucky. And, and oh, man. Anyway, after that, I was like, "Well, I wouldn't mind doing that again." Uh, no Hi, I can barely, I can hear you guys again now. I don't oh, know what's happening. You sound crisp, bud. I got to finish yeah. my question. Brad answered, asked me. Um, oh, there you go. Oh, boy. Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, no. we're good. I think it's your location, Benny. What's up, guys? Man, still bad. Yeah, <laughs> still bad. I think it's a signal in the middle of nowhere is not good. Yeah. Well, we'll have right. to do it some other time with Benny. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, so where were we? Where did I leave off? Cherokee. Oh yeah, Cherokee. Uh, when you whooped our butt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, got a good check. Saw you know what it takes to drive from me just to. Cherokee even, which is pretty far north, is like 24 hours or so. Um, so, you know, got a really good bead on how far I have to travel and what it's going to actually take to do this. Um, you know, and, and I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. So kept my deposit in for Hartwell. Obviously, the last one of the year, not a ton of people are going to fish. So I was pretty confident I could get into that. Uh, went down there, you know, never caught a spot of bass before. Just kind of wanted to learn a little bit. And pretty much just go for another fishing trip, went down there, ended up in the top 20 there too. And was like, okay, these are fun. I'm, I really like this. I got a chance, you know, if, if it lines up to me and, uh, man, after that, I was like, okay, well, I got to get into a, a, a full division. You know, I work full time. I do lots of media, media stuff and fishing. I fish walleye turns, fish bass turns. I'm busy. Um, and when I saw that it had switched to all nine to qualify for the Bassmaster Opens, I was like, you know, dream was crushed. Because um, last year, having that third and 19th place finished, all I needed was like 47th or 48th in the first tournament in Florida to qualify for the Elite Series. Like that ain't going to come knocking. Um, wow. You know, so when they switched it to all nine, I was like, well, the dream's done. There's, uh, there's no chance I can do all nine and waited out for a while. Um, you know, 
lots of lots of stuff going on, like lots of family situation stuff, and and I'm looking at it, and and I ended up getting enough sponsor support to to start really thinking about it, and here we are, man. Signed up for all nine, and <laughs> wow, and it's I'm way over my head, and it's coming quick. Like I mean. I'm actually going to start traveling in probably less than a month. And it's crazy. I look out the window and there's like 12 feet of snow and it's 10 below out and not really thinking about bass fishing, but here we go. He should be back. Think about his damn bass fishing. You're thinking about <laughs> bass fishing. Even when you were on that crow prowl today, you were probably thinking about bass fishing. You're a damn bass head. Can you ah, hit? yeah. You need Benny's break. back, boys. Benny, how's it going, buddy? We'll just reschedule her, bud. Take a night off. You've been on the podcast <laughs> constantly. Um, we'll get you back on. I know you got to go rainbow trout fishing. I know you can hear me right now. We can't hear you. Um, you know, Brad's going to be upset. He's been staying up all night by a lantern using a, you know, feather for a pen, writing this big scroll of questions for you. Um, but we'll dial you back in. There's uh, there's going to be a lot of time and a lot of opportunity to touch base with you again and we're gonna see you on the road buddy sorry uh sorry this didn't work out look how sad he we'll is we'll get him he looks sad poor guy just fired someone have you ever fired someone i don't no we didn't fire anyone yet we just fired i mean we might get we might get fired after the night but we didn't fire anyone yet brad <laughs> we just let ben milliken go and he looked terribly sad He's the biggest name in the Opens right now. Biggest, biggest new name, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely getting the most press out of anyone fishing the Opens right now. Yeah, I mean, Fish and Bobby are obvious. He's, no. he's definitely trying. He's he's trying a, another laptop. Oh, yeah. Give him like two okay. minutes. We'll he's, see if he can get it. He's not a quitter. That's, that's what you need in the Opens. I mean, yeah. you can't have any quit in you. Yeah, he's filing a grievance. Coming back. Get his might hold this together. Hold on. Ginger, I didn't like that feeling. Have you ever fired anyone before? Hey, bud. No. Uh, no. Don't make me fire you again. <laughs> the connection's way better, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all right. We're uh, we're not going to make everyone sit through this trying to do the back and forth thing. Brad and I have been on the road for a while. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. There's a lot of new stuff in the opens and a lot of stuff not even talked about yet. Like we don't even know what the payout's going to be. We don't know how many people they're paying. All we know is there's a lot of people doing all nine. And from what I've heard, there's 250 boats signed up for all nine. You can't even get in one right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a testament to the bass name. Um, if that many people are just willing to blindly sign up, you know, whatever the entry is, 16,200, it's like 80,000 Canadian, I think. <laughs> a million four. That many people willing to sign up and not, you know, not seeing the payout. That's like I said, that's a testament to the bass name. Um, I mean, obviously you don't fish the opens for, for the payout, but wouldn't mind seeing that sucker. 
Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, maybe before the first derb, but I mean, they do a great job. I'm sure they have something in the works and we'll probably all be impressed. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so you and I are going to be rooming together this year. Yep. 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 I think. I mean, I booked the first couple houses. You're going to stay here. Yeah, you're kind of like my travel agent. I love it. Like I, I'm pretty bad at organizing things like that, and seems like you're really good at. It, so it's a perfect fit. Okay, okay. And you're. I mean, we're gonna have a good team because you're. We got a we got a good mix of dynamic. You know, you're like. A, it seems like you like to grind her out shallow. You're not a not a huge graph guy. Like, is that? Am I getting a good beat on that? Ah, uh, yes and no. I mean, I where I grew up on Lake Minnetonka it, and where I cut my teeth is probably a it's a deep fishery. Like we fish deep a lot, but it's more not using your graph, not using live scope, more or less using you know finding these tiny little rock piles or little kickouts or little coontail clumps where you can't. You can't use your live scope very good to see fish. So it's been a little bit of a a challenge for me going down to these southern reservoirs and just figuring out these fish hang on nothing. I mean, there could be a lollipop friggin' little thing sitting down there and they're sitting on it. Like it, it's really weird to me. Up in Minnesota, we have so much structure and so many fish that they're just, you know, you find the right stuff. It's really good. But down there, you know, you side image for days to find like an isolated boulder or a little tree out there. You know, it's just so different for me. So I, I do like fishing deep, but I guess my fallback is fishing shallow. I mean, I can mix it up good shallow too. Well, I, I, I don't beat on you then. I, I just tend bank. I was like, sweet, I'll go deep, you go shallow, and we'll figure it out. Wow, if I'm on the James River, yeah, I'm gonna be beating the bank, but you know, I I usually start out practice deep and figure and kind of mark stuff shallow that looks good to me, and maybe yeah. not even practice it, but like have like a couple spots like after I fish until noon and don't get a bite out deep. I usually <laughs> go try to catch something in shallow type okay. guy. So I won't, I won't say I'm anything at this point. You know, I kind of mix it up with everything. All right. All right. What do you think of Lake Eufaula? There's Eufaula Lake, Lake Eufaula. I'm petrified. Uh, that. I don't know how you feel about it. I think it'll be interesting. I think we're going, is it working, buddy? I can hear you guys, and I think it might be working. I just had to switch everything in my life to make it work. Oh, Buddy, my God, you sound great. Oh, man. I mean, I don't got my headphones anymore. Sorry for interrupting you. You got a no, story No, no, you're the guest. You're the guest. Yeah. Brad, oh, buddy. Brad and I, I were just, just had talking. Three attacks, but I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Good. Thank God we don't have the interview. All right, we got the whiskey going. We got the audio. We got the video. We got all of it. Let's talk Okay, opens. before we get going, what is the word of the night? I ben, get to it's pick up it? to you. Yes, it's up to you. Um, let's do uh, opens. 
uh, a really odd word that we probably won't say at all. Mm, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't want to pick it because I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to pick a surface word, so I'm glad you dug deep on that one. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of thought. Thank you for uh, throwing that in my corner. <laughs> I was going to say YouTube. I was like, that's not real original. <laughs> and then open. I was. Yeah. I I saw a comment. We should have used audio. That would have probably been pretty fitting for the night. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That was a cyber bully. We got a yeah. Got some talking to Damn cyber bullies are everywhere, man. Oh, buddy. Yeah, you just saved us from a bullet. Brad and I were talking yeah. to each other like we've never talked to each other before trying to make a podcast of this damn. Sorry day. about that, boys. Oh, we're all good. So my first so, question up, to guys. My first question to Ben. Give us a little background on your Durban history like growing up till now yeah man um so i my i guess i'll give you a little bit of a long background story just really quick but my goal was always to fish professionally um i started fishing tournaments like my i fished my first tournament my last year in high school and um i was like oh god this is something else i like this Uh, i played sports in high school so i was very competitive. I played four sports and could have played two in college or three in college. And I played, I ended up playing baseball in college. But anyways, I, uh, I started a fishing club in college, started the university of Nebraska fishing team. And so we fished a lot of, of uh, college tournaments, but that was back in like 2008, 2009 time frame. Um, so it kind of goes way back, but had some success with that. Um, made like the FLW national championship and stuff. And, and that was a good time. And, um, but in, I was fishing local tournaments on top of that as well. And, uh, probably 20 or so tournaments, uh, a year in Nebraska. And we fish, you know, Iowa, South Dakota, Missouri, Kansas area. And so, um, that's, that's kind of where I cut my teeth and got started, but um, I wanted to fish professionally. I wanted to hop in. Back then, it was the uh, Ever Starts and um, it, and the Opens, of course. But I, I quickly realized, you know, once I got got out of college, got my degree, I uh, got a family, and um, I, I kind of needed to pay the bills a little bit. So I kind of need to get a job with my degree and realize that you can't do that. You can't take your eight to 12 weeks off a, a year with a real job. And <laughs> no. so, um, probably should, probably should focus on that. So I was like, Oh God, what, what am I going to do? Um, as far as that goes to, to fish professionally. So I kind of went the YouTube route, but on the side, I fished the weekend local tournaments and stuff and kind of got my dreams crushed, uh, with wanting to fish those, those ever starts in the opens back then. Um, but yeah, so I, I've kind of just, fished local stuff and regional stuff and and some championship tournaments with some of the circuits that we fished over the years. Uh, and now the last couple of years, really, I moved down to Texas about almost a year and a half to two years ago now, two years in uh, April. And I've kind of haven't really dove deep into tournaments since I moved to Texas, but I've probably fished 20 or so. And, um, yeah, this this opens level of competition is going to be a new thing for me. Uh, I've had a lot of success in the the local stuff and uh, a little bit in the regional and stuff, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be difficult. This is a lot of people are obviously saying this is the hardest, the most difficult uh, 
field of anglers that's ever been composed uh, with that many, like you guys were saying, that many guys that are fishing all nine with the EQs and uh, the other guys on top of that that I'm sure are going to jump in jackpots. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. Hey, I'll tell you this. Every single person in every single series in fishing says it's the hardest series there is. You agree with that? That's a good point. I would. I well, would if you're on the major league fishing side, then they're wrong. <laughs> Shots fired right across the bow. Jeez, Man. I'm already doing it. <laughs> we got that out of the way. You're, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you're definitely not known for being shy. That's why people like watching you. That's why you're the bass anglers YouTuber. You know, you're not running around Walmart doing hot dog challenges trying to catch. Well, I don't know. Maybe you are, but you got a really good bass fishing background and Brad asking you that question is kind of him flexing on you. You know, he's not, he doesn't watch YouTube. He, uh, all he I knows don't. is this great big YouTuber is coming to do the Bassmaster Opens and he's seen the history of YouTubers in the Bassmaster Opens. Um, so he, you know, he's testing you right now. I know I've watched your stuff. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't hide, um, you know, you can't hide that kind of deep water prowess. I, I really haven't seen a whole bunch of your shallow stuff, but, um, you know, obviously that's that's a big part of your game out there. And uh, did that have any uh, have any impact on when you were looking at the schedule and were like, I could maybe do this? Or like if there would have been a couple tidal rivers, would you have jammed on the schedule? Um, well, uh, to be honest, like I had most of my tournament success before the live scope thing really took off and uh, a lot of the deep water dragon and everything that I got into. Um, but I've, I don't know, it's, that's kind of a loaded question, but no, I did not. I, I would have still jumped in. This was the right time for me, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I, I've, I've waited. Um, I've kind of, I guess, honed my craft the last several years. I'm really glad that I waited once I got down in Texas and fished a lot of these diverse fisheries because there is so many different bodies of water in Texas. You can, you can hone your skills on. Um, but I guess the, the biggest thing for me with jumping into the opens was I love that there is the five days of practice and, and an off limits before that. Honestly, I wish it was one or two or three days at maximum practice, um, but it is what it is. Uh, I really liked that it was yet to fish all nine. And um, I really, again, um, it, it kind of goes to the effect you were saying, but I really like the schedule that they came out with because there's not a lot of duds on the schedule. There's not the, you know, fishing Ross Barnett and, with a million people trying to fish the same stuff. And you're fishing the Red River in the fall and Chesapeake Bay in the fall. And these God, don't strange tidal fish and stuff. <laughs> oh, man, I can't even imagine hopping in that tournament but yeah that that all played into it because over my career i i in of tournament fishing i've had the most success um i've, I've won a lot of local one day jackpots and stuff but um i i've had my most success when you can really do it over a multiple day period there's not a lot of local advantage there's a big um picture a big body of work involved in your success over the season that's when I've done my best, and I think all of those things um, kind of fall into what I was looking for. Uh, on top of really, I just need to change. Um, I'm making, I think I'm making content the last year or so that just has never been available or seen before in the bass fishing community on my YouTube and Facebook channels, and um, 
I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't uh, disappointed in the amount of, uh, um, I don't know, recognition and um, support it's gotten in the industry. And I really, uh, the way that I can, I can kind of show people that this is legit. I'm not just out there fishing like stocked ponds or something, catching these 10 pounders, showing people live, live scope footage of the fish schooling on my big baits and stuff uh, is to do it on a level playing field, which is in the tournament sense. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, but okay. that sounds awesome. So what, uh, another one, what, what would be a great year in the opens for Ben Milliken? I mean, what are your expectations or what are you looking to achieve here? Oh, I honestly don't have any idea what to expect. Um, mentally, I, I just, like I said earlier, I want to, uh, I want to keep it. At, I, I just want to stay level mentally. I think that's my biggest hurdle with not getting worked up about people fishing a lot of the same areas that I find in practice and stuff or having a bad day and not being able to bounce back because I think that's what separates the people that, um, make the the points and the guys that don't it's not in the fishing skill it's it's how you can handle um the adversity obviously with any series but i feel really in the opens um that's the way it is with the guys that qualify and it's uh especially going to be true this year when i feel like it's going to be freaking cutthroat <laughs> out there which is uh going to be interesting um but uh, i don't have an expectation um i like I said, I'm a competitor and I know just straight up. I know that if you aren't fishing to win the tournament, then you might as well just pack it in and not even show up. Like you, you can't fish for points. You can't fish conservatively to have a chance to qualify. But I also, the more I think about it and really from the start, when I thought about it, my goal is the Bassmaster class. I, I would rather, probably qualify for the Bassmaster Classic than qualify for the Elite Series, even though I know it's more difficult to qualify for the Elite Series. Um, I don't know if I want to I, – I do want to do that, the Elite Series, but I, I think I, I just – I would love to win one and qualify for the Classic. So I guess bringing it back, I guess to say a successful season would be, um, you know, easy. A top nine in points and win one of them. That's simple, right? Yeah, that shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Brad, is he checking a bunch of boxes for you? Like I said, Brad, Brad's not a good YouTuber, so he doesn't know much about you. So he's asking these questions. Well, he's, he's going through his mind. He's like, Brad, okay. I wouldn't watch YouTube. Either. I don't blame you, man. Uh, I've I've watched. Well, I think I was on Straycast with you a while back, and I watched or listened to you on Straycast, and you can obviously tell the way Ben talks. He's a real good angler, and how he just talked there, like, yeah, he checked pretty much every box right off the get-go you know he he sounds like a legit derber for sure all right bud you got the you got the nod from brad leitner that doesn't mean there we much go. But. now i'm talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean honestly like we talked about it a little bit um previously uh, i talked on, the, on another podcast too there's never been a person that's come from like social media and fished the opens and cashed a check even which is yeah. crazy uh, to me. And, and, and I know like, I'm always like super competitive, like I said. And so I understand like the, the YouTube scene, like there is not hardly, there's almost no good fisher, like legitimate good tournament fishermen that make content on YouTube besides the guys that are tournament fishermen making content, of course, which is everyone. Um, but so I get where you're coming from there, but um, 
Yeah, I, I, I fish differently than a lot of people with what, I, what, what I've uh, learned the last three or four years. Um, and so that's going to really help me and really hurt me sometimes. And so those days when it really hurts me, I need to really revert back to my old style of fishing, how I, I learned to fish and, and, and won a lot of those local tournaments and regional tournaments, which is, you know, the old dragger um, grinder style tournaments. Yeah, pretty much every tournament that open goes to is a grinder. <laughs> it's For pretty sure. it's pretty brutal. I mean, we get one good one this year. Thousand Islands won't be brutal. That'll be a slug fest, but it'll be you'll be shocked. I'd love to talk to you after the first practice on how many boats are like crawling up your butt. I mean, it is insane on the number of people of practicing. It doesn't get any better, you know, during the tournament either. That was the biggest shocker to me is how many. I mean, you have nothing to yourself. There's nothing. Yeah, I get it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but again, I, I fish a little bit differently, so hopefully that uh, allows me to find some some stuff that other people aren't. I'm sure you will. I mean, you're top notch, <laughs> Brad. To uh, to what you're speaking to about, you know, how many boats are around and everything. Man, you got to understand where where I'm coming from up here. Like, you don't you can fish a tournament day and not see a boat all damn day, except for take off and weigh in. And uh, man, some of those lakes down there are just loaded with these guys. And the thing that is like terrifying to me. Is like when you see a 19 or 20 year old with a 250 on a 20 foot bass boat, because that's not a thing up here. All the kids start with like 17 foot 50 horse tillers and like graduate up. Like anytime I see, you know, someone put it in gear in one of those 70 mile an hour rigs, I'm like pretty nervous, man. That's a big deal. <laughs> I'm sure you're like coming from Nebraska. I'm sure that's a new thing too to you. Oh, yeah, man. I, I kind of started to see it when we started the college fishing thing, uh, even way back. Um, a lot of guys running around with daddy's money and, um, I guess, uh, didn't really know what they were doing with the fishing rod. And I'm, I'm always been the guy that, you know, I started with little tiny boats. I, I fished until I was 18 out of a ski boat. And then I had a Luma craft 16 footer with a 40 horsepower on it. I mean, I would still fish out of that stuff, honestly, if, uh, I didn't do the YouTube thing. And so, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I know where you're coming from with that though. Yeah. That doesn't make me nervous though. That makes me excited. I'd, I'd love to see as many as those, uh, 18 year olds in there as possible. It's oh, pretty yeah. sh- yeah, no, it's, no, not them. It's just, it's, it's a different concept to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's, it's pretty shocking. I mean, there's, uh, the college movement and those kids coming out of college, are real good anglers they it's uh they're good i mean they they spend four years in college a college most colleges give them scholarship they travel all these lakes we go to and they they have four years of knowledge on every lake before we get there and they're pretty tough to beat it's pretty impressive watching some of those kids definitely yeah that's i mean that seems to be the wave um Man, it's like that number is is getting higher of those guys every year. That's probably who scares me the most, to be honest, is like just the the sheer amount of them. And, uh, you know, uh, people gripe like all, you know, these guys have never worked before. All they know is fishing. All they do is fishing. Well, every other professional sport, and that's how it works too. Um, 
you know, you just come through the ranks. That's where you go college. And then into, into bass fishing, the one thing that concerns me about this, you know, this kind of rise and, and really excites me that someone like you, Ben, is, is coming to the opens is that bass fishing isn't as much of a spectator sport as anything else. Um, you know, it's not like a stick and ball sport where someone can sit in the stands and, and watch this stuff. It feels like the majority of the audience are, you know, obviously tournament bass fishermen and then just people in fishing where, you know, when someone like you comes over, you have a, you have an audience of half a million followers roughly, right? That is said to be the entire audience of bass fishing tournaments. So you're obviously bringing people from different backgrounds, maybe that don't even go fishing, but like watching your videos or, or something like that. So, you know, when you come along, you bring that mix into it. Uh, when Brad and I come, to, come down from up north, we kind of bring that mix to it. But what happens when all these college anglers are just beating everyone all the time um, and, and aren't really, you know, they don't really have a, a big uh, a fishing background or an audience like who's who's watching. Yeah, for sure, man. That's that's one thing that definitely excites me um, is being able to, to share this as much as possible. And we're going to do our, our best with that um, to, to share it across all platforms and, and really film every minute of it, which is it's it's so cool for me because I've had people since I you know first started my channel, which was kind of based around tournament fishing six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, telling me you should hop in the opens, join the opens. You need to fish the opens. I want to see how you do. You do it great in the opens. And now I finally get to bring that to uh, fruition um, with, uh, you know, fishing the opens. It's my, my lifelong dream. Um, chest camera, dash camera, and, and coleslaw, the camera guy, going to be in another boat following me around too. So you're, we're really going to get a great look at it. And I'm going to try my best um, – not to tell Cole to get the camera out of my effing face when I get off the water and have a crappy day, you know, yep. <laughs> that's going to be the toughest thing for me is to uh, document the, uh, the important uh -huh. stuff, which is the emotion and the off the water stuff when it's uh, extremely difficult to be able to share that when I have as much competitiveness and, and um, passion about this as I do. So going to try to do the best I can. Yeah. That's the good stuff though, bud. I mean, that's what, you know, you hear people talk about growing the sport all the time and fighter really captured it well the other night on straight cast. And he said, man, the, the sport's big enough. Like it's, it's grown um, where you're showing that off the water motion thing and kind of the, the coming up through the opens that that's growing it from the audience perspective. And I, I really feel like that's the direction, you know, and I really hope that's the direction everything should be going into. So um, really happy that you said that and, and are, are wow. going to show us that off the water stuff. I mean, I know like JT Kenny on the, on the old FLW circuit breaker, that used to be a great watch cause he'd get, you know, he'd be pissed off at these lakes that they're supposed to be, uh, you know, not speaking poorly of, and he'd be throwing rocks at the lake and crushing keystones light, you know, <laughs> keystone lights and showing you how he was on the road. And that's, you know, if someone's not watching for, to learn how to soak a worm on Lake Eufaula, um, you know, they want to watch for that storyline. So I really think that's going to help. And, and we're excited to, uh, yeah. excited to be, you know, alongside yeah. you for this because it's going to help everyone. Exactly. You know, and not to, uh, 
just really quick, but not to take anything from like the guys who do a great job of filming the tournaments, like Palinik and um, all the stuff you see from like Wheeler. But that series, the Circuit Breaker, was my all-time favorite portrayal of uh, life on the road tournament series, especially the season with JT Kenny. Um, it was it was phenomenal, and of course Chad Grigsby. That was that was some of the best coverage off the water. And um, just a little bit on the water, but mostly off the water of uh, a professional anglers, honest point of view that I've seen. Yeah. 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 Casey Martin, too. You're not, you know, you're not going to get it any more raw yep. than that. So, and the man, Mark Daniels Jr. was, season was really good, too. Yeah. The amount yeah. of people I talk to, you know, like people from up here start to follow Gussie down, obviously. So, like, there's a big boom to FLW and then over to Bassmaster. Now, everything, everyone's becoming familiar with all these. And, uh, that's, you know, that series was kind of the most talked about among people that don't fish or really care about tournament fishing. They still wanted to watch that part. Yeah. They did a great job of showing kind of how the families were involved and their, their backgrounds were involved that, uh, they just really told a great story of those seasons. And, um, hopefully we're able to do that. Yeah, bud. Do that. I'm yeah, going to have old, go ahead, bro. Every- Oh, everyone thinks, I mean, everyone I talk to, they're like, oh, you fish tournaments. It must be the greatest thing on the planet. Well, some days it sure is, but there's a lot more hard days than great days. And that'll be awesome watching it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 never it's a never ending cycle. I mean, you hear about the guys that qualified for the elites every season, including last year. And they're like, yeah. It's great, but now it's way harder that we're on the elites. So we have this in, insanely difficult gauntlet of um, tournaments with this this crazy talented group of anglers, uh, 175 anglers fishing all of them. And if we somehow get through that, then it is uh, substantially more difficult and more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but awesome also. Don't mean to poop on your parade there, but yeah. Uh, I've heard, I mean, from my buddies who fish elites said, uh, when you get there, it's a lot easier fishing wise than the opens. So I don't know who knows. That's why I'm looking. I mean, hundred anglers on the water and sorter practice is, is different than two fifty for five days and whatever, you know, pre-practice stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting this year at the cutoff. I mean, last year we were dealing with people that there's some guys that made the elites last year that probably practice close to a month each tournament or at least two or three weeks. So it'll be interesting this year. It'll be more, you know, more of the raw angler, I think. I mean, nothing to take away from those guys who made it, but it'll be different this year. Yeah. And that you hear a lot of the gripes about, uh, you know, crushing it for the working man. Like when the, when the nine tournaments came out and I said the same damn thing, I was like, you know, it's, it's totally taken away from the working man, but that step to have an actual off limits and knock the practice down to four and a half days, there's never been a step like that to put it more in favor of the working man. You know, the couple I went to, I'm looking to get there the Saturday before never even seen a species that lives in that lake. And you got to put it together in, in a few days. And that, you know, to me, that's, that's, that's derby fishing, not, not moving in. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of bad things that could happen for over practicing and everything like that. But I mean, that was a good move on my, you know, 
I thought that was dialed. Yeah, I I, def- I completely agree on that. And I, I do see both sides of it. Obviously, uh, fishing all nine is not going to be for the guy that can only take a few weeks of work off every year. But, um, I mean, bass, I, I see the point they say. Obviously, they're, they're doing the right thing for the anglers where they are saying, you know, if you can't take nine weeks of work off this year, how are you going to take it off next year? when you have to pay substantially more money if you do qualify. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand it. Let's, I mean, let's be transparent here and this might ruffle some feathers, but bass could have done whatever they wanted to because they know that there's a massive demand for people that want to fish the opens. I mean, we still don't know a payout schedule. They could say that the first place in the tournament is $0, except you get to fish the Bassmaster Classic. And um, 175 of us are signed up anyways, right? Like they, uh, they did it because the demand was there and the ball is in their court and it's a business and they're trying to make money. Um, but at the same time, I do understand where they're coming from, where like if you fish three tournaments on Ross Barnett in the Red River and Toledo Bend, which if at a crappy time of the year and you finish in the top three in points by grinding your way through the lakes that you're familiar with and been fishing for 40 years – should you be on the Elite Series, which fishes nine tournaments a year and has three days of practice and fishes around the country? Maybe not. Um, maybe that's not going to be a successful career for you. And you're going to drop $100,000 in ex- entries and travel expenses that next year and get in over your head and be in debt for a very long time and not do well. I mean, yeah, and possibly I, I definitely see both sides of it. You know, maybe you had three weeks off and fished three tournaments, and then you got to leave that job behind. So you might not be going back to that. But I totally exactly. You know, as as poopy as I was, at, you know, when I first heard it, I'm I'm really coming around to it. Well, I think uh, it's 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 another way of getting you ready for the elites, though. Too cutting the practice. I mean, I'll be dead honest with you. I mean, to if you have to work a full time job, I mean. Just to do the the opens is probably almost impossible unless you're independently wealthy. Or I know you're doing it, Brucey, and I'm doing it from 27 hours away from each derby. So I'll let you know after three. I'll probably be leaving the day, but <laughs> we're yeah. Try. But I that mean, means, means not a single day off for the beach. Not a single day off for I don't have any kids yet, but. If that would be actually impossible with a regular job. Uh, you know, that means not pre-fishing for any tournaments all last year to save every single day off I have. So it is doable. Maybe. It's it doable. is doable. Maybe. But it's, I mean, you're doing pretty well. I, I think Bass also wants people to be set up sponsor-wise. So when they get there, and they're doing a better job of promoting it this year, which we haven't seen in the past very little of it so i think they're going in the right direction promoting the the elite qualifiers more and maybe giving us a better opportunity to get better sponsorship so when we do make the elites it's not such a big transition yeah and it's like a tour now yeah and i think it is it's really a tour they've kind of changed their stance on what it is um which is cool because that's the way it's always been but um, they're kind of taking recognition of that. And I see over here in the chat, um, please, please keep asking questions in the chat. That's always great to, to, to ask these questions. And I think later on we'll, we'll answer some of those, but Casey Briggs asked, 
or he said, this is uh, real stuff. You're talking about money and how feasible the dream is. And as someone who to be extremely humble, like I can afford to pay these entry fees and stuff and, and the travel and everything now with my, with what I've done the last several years on YouTube and having that be my job where I can film and make money from filming these videos and ad revenue and stuff. It's insane. Like it's, and this is my only, this is my biggest dream is to fish these opens. Um, this is still over my head to be able to even mentally manage how these 10 day trips and spending this much on entry fees and travel costs. And well, shit, I might want to run 80, hundred miles in that tournament. That's going to be 300, $400 a day in fuel plus fuel for the practice period. And I'm probably not going to make any money on any, like it's entirely possible. I won't make a check this year. Like it, it is insane. When I, I have a job where I can fish and make money from these videos um, and, and everything, but it's still, and it, it's extremely like to actually jump in, put those deposits in and actually make it. It's like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, now what? This is all I've wanted, and now, now what do I do? Like it's 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 crazy how much of a commitment it is. So props to everyone that's doing it, um, and everyone that has done it in the past because uh, it's 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 crazy to think about if uh, if you have anything in your life besides fishing and a lot of money, it is it's crazy to uh, try to wrap your head around it. It's yeah. a super scary venture, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, hey, but all that being said. And, you know, my kind of take on it was like, I had made enough money through tournaments last year to when I was like, okay, we'll just go vaporize this. But there's not really any other sports where, you know, in your thirties and forties, you can be like, okay, I've set myself up enough. I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of time. I'm going to the show, you know? And now it's like a tour. It's like, I'm not treating it like I got to go make the top nine and go to the elites right now. Like, I'm looking at it like, well, this is your chance to go fish on tour for, you know, all nine tournaments against a bunch of, a bunch of good anglers all across the country. And there's not really any other place where you can pass your peak, just pay an entry fee uh, and go. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the silver lining part to it that I'm I'm looking at. Well, I think the, I mean, it's probably different down in Texas. There's probably a lot of local tournaments with really good money in it. In Minnesota, there's decent circuits, but you're never going to make a living doing it. You're never going to get the recognition you need for it. And the one thing I'll tell you, I've done the Opens for two years and been fortunate enough to make a couple top tens. And making one top ten in the Opens is better than the 20 tournaments I've won in Minnesota. I mean, for publicity-wise, everything. I mean, probably why I'm on Straycast tonight you know just the people you meet and it, it it is a next level and there is i mean if you go and catch fish when you need to the sky's the limits for you i mean that's what's intriguing for me and it can happen real quick when you're doing the right tournament circuits you know or the right circuit yeah i mean the sky's the limit i guess as far as we go for a, a tournament fishing perspective so it's cool. I mean, it's not like any other sport. Fishing is really um, independent. We, we always try to compare it to baseball or NASCAR or NFL or why why are entry fees 
this when uh, entry fees are this for golf? And why are payouts this and fishing when they're paid out? They pay this much money in the NFL. You can't compare it. It's so much different than any other sport. And this entire way that the tournament, I mean, the, the, all the tournaments are, are, are leveled out and the payouts and everything is, is just different. I mean, you can't pay $15,000 and go play AAA baseball. You can't pay that. You can't pay entry fees and go play college football. It's it's different. And uh, while I'm under the the impression, of course, of a lot of the guys that were the dreamers that went over to the uh, the MLF Pro Series, like they they wanted to have no entry fees and everything, and that that the anglers are in charge. And yeah, that that that's all good to say until you're not making any money. Like it, it's wow. just everyone tries to do the best thing. Every every series tries to do the best thing possible for the anglers, but. When it comes down to it, um, we have to accept what we have as a sport, and it's great that we're able to make a living, all of us um, fishing. Um, so we, we this is a great opportunity to capitalize on it, but we also have to understand how much goes into scenes behind fishing. Like I, w- I, like I said, I would have loved to jump into the opens or into professional fishing on the tournament side of things six, seven years ago when I started my YouTube channel. That was my goal and my dream. But as we know, like that's not a – that's not a way you can make a living right now. Even as an elite series angler, you can't make a living without the background stuff, the sponsor help. And now everything that's happened with social media over the last five to 10 years. Um, so there, there's so much that goes into it, but at least we have the opportunity to uh, get to that highest level, um, the best uh, marketing brand building level. And I, I'm really glad to see Bass hopping in this year, especially to really promote that. Yeah, it's yes. impressive. They give you they give you the format to be successful, honestly. They give you the platform and it's up to you however far you want to take it, you know. Yeah. Definitely. She's based on performance, but looks like if you crack them, they're going to pump you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, pumping you and posting your picture on Instagram doesn't put money in your pocket. So, uh yeah, as Sean Lay just said there right now, um, the tournament organizations are, in fact, trying to make money for themselves. Uh, that's why the payouts are the same as they were in 1992. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I get that. And, you know, I also get the sense that, you know, they're still putting out a platform there. You know, if, they, yeah. if they're not making money and that goes away, um, what do we do? We're digging ditches again. yeah so i'm sure that's a fine balance there i mean i'm sure if they were if there were hundreds of millions in in you know non-endemics coming in then that would be paid forward but uh my hunch is that the payouts are reflective of you know how the business is going and what's what's coming in but obviously they are books but yep they are for sure. Um, I, I personally, not to be critical, but I would love to see um, some hires or some uh, really uh, a more visible attempt at going after some of the, the bigger money paying non-endemics. When I got into college fishing, um, the biggest platform was FLW and Nash, the Army National Guard was the biggest um, sponsor of the series. And it was straight up like, the regional tournaments or the, the the invitationals they called them. So there was like four invi- three invitationals, um, and there was only fifty boats in each tournament. 
and you had to get in really quick. You, they would like put the the teams up right away. You could only put one team per school and everyone would click on it right away to try to get in. And then if you got in the top 10, you'd qualify for the regional. The top 10 of that would qualify for the national championship. Well, when, when the Army National Guard, this is just an example of how the money works, but the Army National Guard was was in it. It was $25,000 if you won one of those invitationals with no entry fee in a 50-boat field in college. And when it was a regional, you qualified, it was $50,000. And then when you won the national championship, it was $100,000 in a boat. And then the next year, when they backed out, it was like, $1,500 for first place in the, the invitational, like 4000 for the regional and like 15000 for the national championship. So, I mean, that's just like a, a crazy example of how we can get some of these non-endemics involved. I know it's, it's not as easy as just like reaching out to people and they're going to throw $20 million at it. But there's the fishing industry really is small. Um, the tournament fishing industry, that is, there's only so much money to go around. Everyone knows everybody. Uh, all the brands know everybody. Um, and, and so we have, to, if we're really going to expand what we can do for the anglers, we have to get more of these non-endemics involved. Yeah, bud. I agree with that. And I really think that's where, you know, guys like you and, and similar, uh, are going to come in. Uh, you know, there needs to be an entertainment factor for it to be worth anyone's while. Um, people aren't definitely that into just watching someone's nose glued to a screen. Like you got to see something. And, you know, you talk to a lot of those old bass guys back in the glory days and they're, they're entertainers. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, definitely. It's great to see the live coverage is really taking things to the next level. When you're talking about putting that stuff on FS one, uh, or, or ESPN two, like it was. Um, but at the same time, like we've had, you know, live FS one, footage but we haven't had an increase in payouts so where is that live money going where what what are what are those numbers doing they're i guess putting the people who have jerseys on brands in front of more people so they can try to get better sponsorships but it's i mean it's it's just a it's an interesting conversation to have i feel like yeah, but I got you. You're you're deep entrenched into that, and uh, you know, being a, a part owner in a tackle company, and and someone who directly sees numbers monetize. It's I'm sure you look at it, and your wheels are turning. Me and Brad are just looking at it like I'm gonna throw my frog there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope I have enough money to eat tonight. That's how we're looking at it. <laughs> well, that's that's. That's normal. That's what we should all be feeling. Of course, I can't. I don't fault you guys for feeling that way. It's uh, it's just like if we're if we're gonna have more than thirty guys, forty guys in the sport that are making a comfortable living out of hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, then uh, there's got to be more. And so it just it hopefully you know this this focus on building brands of these guys that are in the EQs as they're calling it, and and really building people up is the, uh, the start of what is to come. Yeah. 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 I mean, I really like the direction it's, it's going in, you know, it looks a lot better than it did last year at this time. So I just hope everything works out, you know, and not to mention it's been a hard year or two on all the retailers and, you know, sponsors, I'm sure everyone's dealing with a little bit of that right now. And, 
I don't know. I'm just fortunate to be able to do it and have a platform to share it. You know, that's my whole deal. But always want to talk I know about I, what? Go for it, Brucey. Want, want to get off this and talk about you, Fala, a little bit? Yeah, let's uh, get let's off do the it. thread. Yeah. All right. Are you looking forward to that place, Ben? Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited, mostly because it's uh, the first tournament and that's all you can think about. You know, everyone's Kevin Van Dam in January until the tournament season starts, but <laughs> I can't wait. It sets up to my strengths, so we'll see how it actually plays out. I'm really just hoping that they don't get 72 inches of rain and the, the lake comes up 34 feet. But if it does, then uh, there's going to be a winner of the tournament. And so yeah. that's how you got to look at it, right? Yeah. Brad? I think so. I mean, I'm looking forward to everyone. I'm just looking forward to getting out of the snow, to tell you the truth. But, yeah, it should be a good fishery. I mean, it's not like going to Maryland. <laughs> there should be bass to catch. And, <laughs> you know, if they get a lot of rain, that place gets pretty muddy from what I've heard, and it can get pretty tough. But, I mean, that time of year, depending on spring, I mean, there could be a – a little pre-spawn. There could be even spawning going on. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of options that time of year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, definitely. Man, pro- got to be the most researched tournament of all time, probably. This much interest in in fishing all nine opens. Uh, you know, the first one of the series. Like, how much research is going on? Like, it's it's got to be crazy. Every you can see everyone's little YouTube video from three years ago is like all of a sudden gone to <laughs> gone to two thousand viral. They're viral now. It's their mom and their uncle watching, and now they got they got a few thousand views. So you can tell the research is is rolling. Um, yeah, man. definitely. I, mean, I I talked to a couple of guys that live down there, and, and one guy I'm staying at uh, that hit me up. I'm staying at their house on the lake, but he said there's so many wrapped boats down there in the pre-practice period that uh it's just getting beat to shit but yeah we'll see how it goes it's a big lake i think it's uh the one thing that that uh, about you fall is it looks awesome it's it obviously i think it's gonna be a really fun lake but it's way bigger than uh than it looks on the map i i talked to lee livesey about that a little bit he's like yeah man i mean it looks like you can just blast down there to the southern end or go up the river or whatever but when you get down to it man that's a that's a freaking haul down there. That's a 45 minute run to go South to the, the, the Southern stuff. And um, it's, it's bigger than it looks, but as with a lot of fisheries on the schedule, I don't know if we're going to get into it. I'd love to talk about all the tournaments on the schedule and the the bodies of water. Um, But they're all uh, for the most part, or maybe all, they're all giant bodies of water that are probably going to fish big for a lot of the season, which is exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's the first three are pretty, pretty set up. There should, it should be good fishing, you know, time of year and decent fisheries. I think, I think you follow is kind of on a downswing from what I've heard. It used to be really, really good. And, but, you know, there'll be fish to be caught, you know. And yeah. I think, what's the next one? Where's the next one we go to, Brucey? Man, I'm yeah, still to bed. Let's talk about it practice what <laughs> I didn't actually think people would be pre-practicing i knew oh yeah oh yeah there's people down Dude, there. i think there's there's probably so many people pre-practicing from what i've heard but it is what it is good luck catching fish on that stuff when they 
want to move up. I uh, I would never go down pre prior. I mean, maybe drive around and idle a little bit and check it out, know where the boat ramp is. <laughs> but catching a fish a month before a tournament, I don't like catching three days before the tournament, let alone a month before. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think about uh, pre practicing and stuff. I've talked to some of the veteran dudes and they're just like yeah if you can you should try to pre-practice this lake and this lake and this lake i'm just like yeah i would love to hit wheeler lake on the way home or any watts bar on the way home from virginia but that's like eight hours out of the way from my house and i would love to go to my home to my wife and my kid like I guess. I mean, I could. I mean, I just feel like it's it's a crapshoot to pre-practice. Yeah, it would be great if I could show up to you a follow and have a thousand brush points waypointed. But like everyone talks about, man, it's it's all about fishing the moment, the the what they're on right then that day in the tournament, and that's a the reason I would love for the the series to only have a two or three day practice period. Like, what you find two, three, four, five days before the tournament isn't going to be there for the tournament. And so very likely anyway. So it's just like, uh, man, we're just adding more pressure to it. When you go pre-practice. I'll be, I'll be super excited after that one's over because that one is probably the most pressured one for me. Like you come out of that derb with a 200 place finish. I mean, you're going to have to win like four in a row (laughs) to get back into it. So I'll be super I'll be super excited to get through that one with a, a good finish. You think you can still make it if you get zero points in the first one? Because 200 on gets zero points, right? Or 201. Yeah, so on. 50 people can get zero points, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, no pressure. No, it'll be good. And there's 75 locals on top there's of that. There's always 75 locals. So then you can, yeah, it's uh not not 75 locals, like 60, and then 15 people that jackpotted it because they know okay. it really well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I think uh, – so to kind of – I don't know if we're going to go through the whole season, but to me, what I feel looking at the schedule is that there is a two-week period that are going to be the two toughest tournaments on the schedule that is going to name – if you can get, get it together, how obviously have a good season up to that point and then uh, – and then do well in those two, it's going to be, it's going to determine who the winner, who the top nine are to go to the lead series. And that is the Lake of the Ozarks. And then the Watts bar, the two tournaments on there that are going to be very tough times of the year, solid bodies of water that are fishing decent, but two very tough times of the year. And they're the only back to back tournaments we have where you leave one and drive directly to the other one. And uh, yeah. I think that's gonna if if people can d- just manage their way through those, um, that's gonna make or break who qualifies to me. Unless of course you do terrible before, yeah. but that's just to me. If you if you have a solid start, have a couple of really good tournaments, and then you can manage your way through those, then you have the opportunity to be in the top nine because those two are gonna be crapshoots. They're gonna they're gonna be grinders. They're going. They're both lakes are really good sized lakes. But bad time of the year, and those are the two toughest ones when I look at the schedule for me. I think a kind of a sleeper, like people underestimate too, is Thousand Islands. Like it's a really good fishery. 
but it's really easy to catch a mediocre bag and get no points. You know, like every other lake we're going to, if you catch 15 pounds a, a day, you're probably fishing a top 10, right? Well, you catch 15 pounds a day in Thousand Islands, I mean, you're like probably 150th place. So, I mean, they're all scary. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how spread apart they are. I got this, uh, this stats guy, advanced bass stats guy on Instagram is dialed. He like, he broke it right down. Uh, you know, I looked at like the furthest everyone had to travel, like Ish Monroe is number one, 2,300 miles. Uh, I was up there. I got 1,500 miles roughly. But then the closest guy was in Birmingham, Alabama, like should be bass fishing central. You know, he should be two hours from every single tournament. He's got 500 miles to drive each tournament. Like, that's the average. Brad, you didn't even make the damn list. You live in Minnesota. I didn't even make the list? No. There's a guy in Texas in the top 10, 1,200 miles. How does that even happen? Everyone thinks Minnesota's closer than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I, I do. Nebraska. I the pain. Yeah, that's it's like. I think last year, each northern event, the closest one was 18 hours. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone drives. I'm kind of surprised. Ton. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of surprised. Looking at the schedule, they didn't do a, one more north, more northern one. Um, but it was a. It's a. I think it's a really good schedule. It's a very diverse. It's so diverse, which is so cool to me. Um, and, and, and obviously you can't have tournaments in December and, and January and winter patterns and stuff because of the way everything works, but, um, uh, they did as good a job as they could with spreading everything out, really getting a big, um, picture and, and a big view of, uh, who the best anglers are, I guess. But, uh, I'm really am surprised they didn't throw another Northern smallmouth fishery out of the nine tournaments on there. I would have liked. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to New York for like four or five derbs, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind one smallmouth tournament, considering I've never weighed a largemouth in in a bass tournament in the U.S. in my entire life. <laughs> That's what all these derbies are there for one. <laughs> There's more than one smallmouth tournament on the schedule there, man. Grand. Or uh, that Oklahoma one. What's that called? Other Ufala. That one? You there's well, if you're gonna count that one, there's four. Wheeler. Yep. And Watts. Missouri. Watts Bar. Oh, I'm excited now. Oh, Watts <laughs> not, Bar. Not small like one? The no, no small yeah. lake. No. Oh, that's cool. Hey, do you guys know if you can lock in any of these tournaments, like in Wheeler and Watts Bar? I doubt it, but I don't know for sure. I don't either. Uh, yeah. They'll tell you. They'll tell you like right before practice, probably. Yeah, straight cast rules meeting right here. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we Start can go over the rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, four smallmouth tournaments, Brad. Better get some points. What? In the what? I'm the. I think uh, Wheeler is going to be a slugfest a little bit. Uh, as far as opens go, I know you guys are saying that uh, all the the opens are going to be tough, which is true. But Wheeler could be really good, um, and Smallmouth are going to play in that one. There's going to be a lot of Smallmouth weighed in. 
Um, St. Lawrence River is as good of a time, I think, as we can almost hit it. But I, I, those, I fished with Corey Johnston there for like two and a half days in the, the fall this year. And we, it, the weather sucked and it sucked. Like it, it's, it's a tough fishery, honestly, with a lot of people fishing it. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be 15 pounds gets a top 150. Um, I think, Honestly, I think if you can catch like 17, 18 pounds a day, you can probably get, you can probably get in the top 50. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, if the we're hitting not right, it, it could good. suck. Yeah, but we're hitting it. I mean, there'll probably be fish spawning yet, honestly. So there's going to be I a little know. bit of everything. Yeah. That place <laughs> is amazing. I mean, I've been there twice and. It is probably the best smallmouth fishery I've ever seen. I mean, Sturgeon Bay is really good at certain times, but Thousand Islands is pretty hard to beat. But I don't think we're, I'm pretty yeah. sure we're not going to the lake, which will make it a little more interesting. But yeah, we're not going to the lake, you think? I don't. Usually, when they blast off out of Messina, they cut off the lake. So. All those Corey spots you got are worthless, bud. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> yeah, bud, you're gonna be fishing under ships. We we did fish some lake stuff, and uh, it was it was just like it was raining and it was cloudy, and and they did not want to bite. And I was like, after I mean, we mostly were doing media stuff because Corey uh, hopped on with Six Cents, and I was gonna design a lot of smallmouth stuff, which I'm super pumped for. And I got to see a lot of his uh, secret sneaky stuff, but. He was just, we got done with the day and we caught like 17, one to two pounders on like eight different spots. And he's just like, I'm like, Corey, we're going to fish some different stuff tomorrow. Or what do you, what's going on? Uh, what do you think? He's like, body, do you know how many five pounders I've caught on that point right there that we fished today? I'm like, all right, I get it. They just weren't biting today. They just didn't show up. So I mean, it can it can happen. I think if you can you can have the best day ever and break down there and 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 not come in with anything. So that'll be an interesting one for sure. It's like a, it's a you, huge. It's it's interesting to hear you say that, Brad. As a northern guy, it's a huge wild card when it comes to the entire nine tournament schedule. I mean, I I personally like going there, but uh, it is one of those deals. The lakes where people catch them. It, it can be easier to lose points, right? Like you go to a shitty fishery and you catch 10 pounds a day, you're fine. You don't lose many points, but you go someplace like that, you can lose, you know, a lot of points. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like Corey didn't take you to the juice to me. Are you sure he took you to the juice? Yeah. Did you have a chest camera on? Yeah. That would have been a red flag. I had a chest <laughs> camera on. I filmed, filmed the whole video. Um, I don't know, man. I he I kept asking him, like, what is this spot? He's like, I don't know. It just kind of sets up like other spots. I've never been here before, but I assume <laughs> it's a good spot, right? Like he, yeah. he definitely showed me the good stuff. He probably took you on Shakura's whole milk run from uh, from his last derby down there. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we, he did. We were down below Niagara Falls. Is that where he, he won at? I'm not sure where Corey took me. Is that a good spot? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be good. I'm kidding. Okay, moving on. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah. You want to play Would You Rather? We're on straight cast. We can't be getting too damn serious here. We better loosen her off no. a little. The drag, boys. 
Yeah, there we go. Look at look at Pat ride. over there in the comments. Like a seventh he's grade. busy. This bam, bam, bam. Yeah, he's trashed he his house. He's, he's typing now. more than we're talking. He's losing. It. He's walking around. That's freaking out. He's got a podcast and he doesn't get to talk on it. He's yeah, his hair out. Yeah, he's wondering. He's really big and deep at his life decisions here. But he'll be doing an insurance claim on his house, <laughs> punching holes in the drywall. There he is. Oh man, he's chirping in right now. Delete that. Delete that comment. Yeah, block that guy, Jim. Feel drowsy at all? No. Yeah, I I hopped on Corey's boat and. Um, He's like, I'm gonna take you to all the juice, man. You're gonna next year. You're gonna win the open, even though the open. I didn't know I was fishing the opens next year. And he's like, just this drink I got, this new sponsor drink is really good. And I drank one of them, and I, I re- just woke up three days later. And I don't remember anything else, but yeah, that he happens. Did, he did a great job guiding me. Two lane brewing. Yep, two lane. Huh. Two lane well, brewing. Trek with ten cup. Yep. All right, so it, opens, 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 opens. Nah, let's do would you rather. Let's do a little stray cast game. We'll make Patty proud. Okay. All right. You ready? I'll ask, I'll ask Ben first, Brad. Then you Let can it, go. Okay. All right. Would you rather allow all co-anglers to fish on the front deck with you in competition or use only monofilament for the remainder of the season? <laughs> monofilament's the devil but uh i guess i would do the front deck going in the front deck okay yeah it's a tough one i mean that's how we come up with these <laughs> two terrible situations i mean my buddy my buddy zark's a wizard he's one of the best fishermen in the country and i whoop his ass when i got panoptics going on the front decks so. Mm-hmm. All right. Brad, how about you? Rather have uh co-angles on the front deck or straight mono? Do you got fish straight mono on a spinning pole too? Or oh yeah, but if it was a bait caster, it wouldn't even be a question. Oh, that changes it. Like I didn't think it's even legal to put monofilament on a spinning rod, so I thought that was out, but <sighs> I'd probably rather just stay home to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the wild card. That's the answer we were looking for. You win, Brad. Perfect. Yeah, Brad wins. Uh, fish locally. Open. No, but yeah. I like it. Ben, you lost, so now you got to do both. Mono and okay. back. Great. I'll uh, keep that in mind. I'll just split everything up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> one more terrible situation for you. This one's not terrible. This one's two good things. Brad, you don't get to... You don't get to answer this one. Come on. All right. Would you rather win the Bassmaster Classic, Ben, and restart that your one. restart your entire YouTube and career, lose all your followers, and have to start day one today, or not? Was that there was those were the two things? Yeah. Win classic, the Bassmaster Classic, thousand percent. Yeah. There's a derber. Pat wanted to know. We all yep, wanted. He wanted to know. Yeah, we found out he's a derber. Yeah, I like that, bud. <laughs> I mean, be- I could. I feel like I could restart, and it, it would just be. It would take a little bit longer for sure to do well, but people would find me, right? Maybe. 
Probably not. Yeah. Probably an equal amount. Well, of if work. you won the classic, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd probably catch right up pretty quickly. I mean, five hundred thousand subscribers doesn't pay your bills, so yeah, you, you <laughs> got to get people to watch your stuff. Yeah, guess you still need views. We don't know any of this yep. stuff. Everyone just sees the big shiny number and thinks you can just kick back and you're good to go, right? <laughs> well, I'm not in Wyoming ice fishing because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be ripping on Brucey. I mean, I'm sure he was out slaying <laughs> some walleye today. He's not ripping on me. He's up ice fishing for the lube tube. I was out ice fishing today. Brad was out shooting birds in a dump. <laughs> yep. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the big question that I think was probably on a lot of people's minds is where uh, you know how your thought process was. Uh, we know it's not a it's not a ploy to get you know more views or anything through fish in the opens or anything like that. A matter of fact, you'll probably get less on a lot of videos. It's just kind of how it you know how it seems to be in the. Of, of tournament videos you're not going to be out there doing challenges or ice fishing or anything like that um so yeah bud you seem to have the schedule under wraps and told me and brad that they're smallmouth now we're just looking at the first one the rest of them we haven't <laughs> considered yet <laughs> yeah i'm i'm one derb at a time one day at a time Hopefully. Yeah, it's really the way to take it. It's going to be such a grind it's a everyone says it's a gauntlet and that's the truth man it's Literally every single day you have to fish well. You can't blank. You can't say, screw it. I'm, I don't have a fish at noon. I'm just going to go try to catch a big one to try to win and, and do shitty. You can't do that. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough and uh, it'll be interesting. We're all going to get kicked in the teeth. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Hey, I got a question for Benny. What is your go-to when the wheels come off? What lure? Mm. depends on what kind of fishery it is obviously yeah i mean i can't just be like oh i throw a wacky rig senko at the bank like i can't i'm not the type of guy that can say that because obviously you could potentially catch something but it depends on the tournament depends on the part of the country i say you're on lake you fall off (laughs) say we're on lake you fall off the wheels come off the first day, what are you going to pick up, Bunny? What are you going to grab off the out of the box of the boat and go like, this is how I'm going to put five schwankers in the boat? Um, it depends on how. And once again, it depends. It, <laughs> it as always long as depends. It's not, okay, if the lake doesn't come up a hundred feet and it's muddy as balls, then yeah. I probably would say I'll probably throw a flick shake. A weedless flick shake or a uh, swing head, drag a swing head around. Depending on if I found them in brush piles or on the staging stuff. Nice. I mean, and I hope so to God it. I don't have to do that. <laughs> well, the one thing I've learned in the opens, make sure you have like down to plan Z figured out because, like, yep. It is a busy, busy body of water usually, and it's like I'm 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 approaching it different this year. Any place there's a point or a brush pile, I'm gonna go to the opposite side of the lake and go down a bank that doesn't have anything on it. 
at least I know they won't be caught 12 times in practice. And if there's a bass there, I'll probably catch it. I mean, I like that's that. my secret. That sounds to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I told you that because Brucey wasn't in studio. So I was giving you a little hints. Yeah, you, you know. started talking about but, lures and runes and I left. Yeah. I think Brad, what what uh, what happens if 217 of those people think the same thing? Then are the points on fire with the brush piles? Yeah, I I doubt that'll happen, but maybe. I mean, it could. <laughs> I mean, where the let's see the last one. What was Brucey? What was the last tournament we were at last year? It was uh, Hartwell. Hartwell. This is great. It is a great fishery, lots of fish, and there's like tons of cane piles. And you're you're going around in practice, and you got like 30 of these secret cane piles that no one's ever gonna find. And the day of the tournament rolls up and it's like it's like a merry-go-round. It's like it's like you gotta take a number to get on one of them. So it's it's really different. I mean, that's what I've found out. Well, I'm glad we're going to some big places then. It's going to still be that way, but I'm really glad that we're going to yeah, good-sized bodies of water that are uh, hopefully, in theory, going to be fishing decent at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Yeah, I'll be happy to have the big deep V on them beauties. I love it when it blows on them big ponds. You can just go stand, stand out in the middle in the walleye barge and watch you get those <laughs> <toes> wet. <laughs> Brucey, is there uh, like a one of those tournaments with the Damiki rig this year? I'm praying not. <laughs> not, no, there's not. <laughs> oh, thank God. I don't know. Oh, that'd be so awesome. If it was. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet. Just go walleye fish up a derb. There's not a chance. I gotta learn how to use this crankbait thing over here. Never weighed a tournament bass on a crankbait. I was thinking the other day. I'm messed wow. up. Have you have you tried that thing where they put like the it's like a silver like a blade and they put it on a jig and they just they reel it in grass and stuff like a it's a chatter chatter something cricket chatter cricket chatterbait the one with the chatter blade Ch- chatterbait that's what it is I never <laughs> tried that before oh that guy yeah well oh, Brucey put- loves chatterbait yeah I got there we both. go yeah should be good. <laughs> We'll figure it out. <laughs> what? Uh, like it. Who used to, but I've heard you on a bunch of podcasts the last little bit. I should know all this. I'm, you know, I, I bass nerd out pretty good. Um, but uh, I didn't catch who you were staying with or what your plan is there. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I've got probably the biggest competitive advantage staying with me, to be honest, throughout the, the hopefully most of the year, if not the entire year. And that's my wife and uh, my, my two-year-old. He's just going to be out of his mind. He, he's obsessed with fishing. Um, but that's it. That's uh, I don't have any – Coleslaw, the camera guy, of course, will be there. But um, besides that, man, I'm, I, I know uh, probably a dozen or so guys that are fishing the, the opens, and I'll probably stay with them on or off. Um, the first in, uh, tournament at Eufaula, um, I, I got a house to stay at in my – my buddy Brock uh, Bielek down uh, down up in Nebraska uh, is going to stay with us too. 
Um, and then I'm sure, I mean, my buddy Jack York, um, who I think will qualify in the top nine, he's got to be, if not the best or one of the best guys in the field, um, will be will be there. And I will probably stay with him at some point throughout the schedule. But he had a place in you fall in. It's it's I'm not I'm not just straight traveling with anybody. Um, but I got some I got some friends that are doing it, and Brock's an incredible fisherman too. Um, so we'll 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 kind of just see how it plays out. Sweet bud, we'll get an extra steak for you at each one. Um, anytime you feel like wheeling by the house, she's usually uh, usually pretty relaxed. And uh, Jack York, you guys traveling together? Big shout out. Yeah, yeah, me and Brucey and a buddy from Wisconsin, I think. You should probably come by. We can make up some good stories, you know. Deal. I like this. Yeah, yeah. We, keep we, you keep we Jack after name in mind. He's probably he's probably the best fisherman um, out of the entire field of anglers. I'll say that right now with 100% confidence. I think he is. Um, you got the elite guys, guys coming back to the fish and everything, but. Uh, Jack is is the deal. You can call Lee Livesey and ask him that. Like Jack is uh, a phenomenal angler, and if he doesn't qualify this year, he will eventually, and he'll be a, a name on the Elite Series. But uh, he's a local guy there down in, in Texas, and I fish with him, and uh, hopefully, we can have success along with him. Heck yeah! Right. You hear that, Jack? Keep the phone on. You're probably up next. <laughs> that's a, that's a heavy shout out. That's a heavy shout. That out. is no pressure on Jack at all. Yeah. Well, no offense, Jack, guys. But I'm Jack's gonna... a great dude, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, gonna have Jack, to talk. Cool. He spent some time up in your neck of the woods. Jack's a Jack's a six seven. 300 plus pound lineman that had a football scholarship at the university of Minnesota and played for a couple of year, or a year or so and, and got hurt a few times and uh, decided college football wasn't going to work. And now he guides down at Lake Fork and has fished a, a ton of the college stuff um, through Stephen F. Austin all over the country and done extremely well. But um, yeah, would Jack's he, one of those young dudes that uh, is a freaking killer. Would he wrestle Jamie Bruce? Don't sign me up for that, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Brucey. We can get some good footage. I don't yeah. think Matt's wrestling this year, so, Brucey, you got to take over the Well, the I don't think Matt's ever won, so I would just continue the losing streak. <laughs> Buddy had pulled me up like a cheap suitcase. I just heard his stats, plus he plays real cult, like real sports, not sitting on a butt seat looking at a loud scope. Having score lunch. <laughs> I think you could take him, Bruce. We should find out. All right. You find out. I'll find out. Right. We'll be all good. <laughs> the, the the loser gets Matt Robertson. Yeah. 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 Matt's been working um, out a Matt. lot, though. I mean, Matt's been working out, I think. Yeah, he's he got a title fight coming up. He's going to do yeah. well. Yeah, he might do all right. Yeah. I mean, after some of Pat's stories, I feel like the 250 guys in the tournament, like we should do just random drawing one-on-one matchups and go head to head wrestling on a dock. And if you get, <laughs> it's before the term, this is the pre-tournament meeting. We don't talk about rules or anything. We just, the pre-tournament meeting, if you get thrown off the dock, you're out, that's it. And we only have 125 guys that get to fish the tournament. 
I wish that would have been the case last year. I don't know, but this year, I don't know who's there. You know, I hope I get a real little guy. Like maybe I don't know who, but I don't know. <laughs> not I mean, Matt, not Matt not you two. Yeah. Uh, well, if we uh, if we don't pick up any points that you follow, it's probably just going to add to the fun of the uh, the life on the road this year. So we'll have to keep that big Doc Rochambeau in mind. <laughs> deal i mean can you, can you think of the the televised part they're on fs1 they're like 250 anglers started but before bass fishing competition begins we have to have the dock wrestling challenge i mean we would grow the sport so much yeah i mean we get a lot of wrestling fans probably it'd be great <laughs> oh boy we're way off here well, glad you guys are on the same. let's move on all right great uh, well I'm going to leave. You guys can keep talking if you want. <laughs> that, was, uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun having you on, man. I'm glad uh, glad you recovered. Solid effort on, uh, you know, being uh, being persistent, getting back on. That's uh, Brad checked a box there. I'm not lying, man. He was like big dogging you before he came on. He had a lot of questions. I did. Was- I did. I did. I had good questions, lots of them, and you nailed it. A plus. You're a you're a true derber, and I can't wait <laughs> to see how this year goes. It's gonna be a fun year, and you know, it's looking forward to it. Man, it's gonna, the, be, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be super cool. I, I appreciate you guys supporting everyone that's uh supporting. I'm definitely gonna take my style of uh the big baits and the forward facing sonar and really try to apply that. Um, like I said, I have a background in a lot of other techniques, um, but I'm really going to try to throw different baits than people and we'll see how the cards play out, but I'm definitely not going to, uh, try to play it safe. Um, I don't think it's possible to win or qualify by playing it safe. And it's, it's a different story when we pull up to that boat ramp and you follow for all three of us when we, uh, pay that entry fee and we spend all that money on travel and everything. And we got to decide that we're going to take a chance to go run somewhere. That's not a uh, easy thing, but um, that's, what's going to make this one of the most entertaining uh, seasons of all time. And so I can't wait to do it. Can't wait to do it alongside you guys. And I really appreciate you guys saying you got that stake for me and, and hopefully we can keep kind of touching base and, and hopping in with the three of us uh, throughout this season, because I think we're all kind of a family as, as cutthroat as it's going to be. Um, you guys are the real ones. Um, you guys are, are busting your ass to make a living in this industry, obviously, and, and, and working really, really hard. And hopefully we can all, uh, we can all circle around and, and kind of talk about our experiences because that's the coolest part of this, uh, what we're doing here. Absolutely. I big thanks for coming on tonight. I mean, you're awesome YouTube guy, awesome tournament guy. And I really look forward to checking in like midway through the season or sooner, you know, like I think that would be a great little episode show. And I wish you the best of luck this year, you know, like go crack their ass. Yeah. Well, you're eating your steak uh, over at our rental. I'm going to be digging through your boat, checking out your electronic setup too. You got a couple (laughs) little spooky deals there. I was talking to, uh, talking to a guy about your battery setup and your, yeah. You're doing a few things that other people aren't. I got to get uh, got to get the inside scoop on that. Don't bring your boat over. I'll give you a secret. He'll be digging in there. You'll be missing glide baits, fucking swim baits. There'll be musky lures when he goes home. 
deal. I, I guess I'll get some Jake's tied on for the uh, first you follow tournament there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Triple so, joint. All right, bud. We'll leave you to it. Have fun uh, finishing up your ice fishing. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk before the uh, puck drops on the first one here. And thanks again for hopping on, man. That was a blast. Yeah, thanks a lot. If, if we don't talk any sooner, freaking kill it, guys. It's going to be a fun, fun ride for us all. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. And thanks again. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Right, bud. What do we do now, Ginge? <laughs> We're still live, uh, and thanks everyone for for painting through the uh, you know the opening remarks. You know, we had some technical difficulties on takeoff, obviously, but we'll uh, we'll iron it out one of these days. And you know, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you uh, if you want to keep on talking fishing, don't uh, don't forget to hop on over to my gear and check out uh, get the net podcast. We're we're not only going to delve into Bassmaster stuff. We do a little bit of musky we actually have a a girl from the she was on the bachelor now she's a musky guide or was before she's on next next week anyway just uh plug for that deal there thanks pat for uh for letting us uh run with your baby for the night and yeah i'll I'll leave it with you brad thanks a lot bass galaxy for tuning in and i hope you enjoyed tonight and uh We'll get our stuff together a little better next time, hopefully, at the beginning of it. A huge shout-out to Pat Renwick, the Ninja, for getting us set up. Like, we couldn't do it without them. And thanks for the opportunity, you guys. And have a great night. See you next time. See you, Brad. Hey, next time you come back, I want to see a raven mount in behind you, too. And stuff. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You can't shoot ravens, Brucey. <laughs> oh, crow. Sorry, crow. Crow, crow. Okay, <laughs> Have a good night, bud. See you guys. Have a good night.